From the CQ Roll Call Newsroom in Washington, this is the Big Story Podcast, your nonpartisan news source for how Congress and the federal government shape the real world. I'm Jason Dick, the leadership and enterprise editor here at CQ Roll Call, and I'm joined by Bridget Bowman, our senior political reporter, and we're going to talk about the Alabama special election, which just, the news just keeps piling on, right, Bridget? <laughs> yeah, that's right. So... Let's just do a couple of quick quick things. We've got a, an election that, that this is to replace Jeff Sessions in the United States Senate. He's now the Attorney General. When he left office, uh, Luther Strange was appointed to replace him. Mm-hmm. And there is a special primary election coming up on August 15th. There are several candidates on both sides of the Democrats uh, and, and the Republicans. We're going to focus on the Republicans because this uh, th- th- they seem to be generating most of the news. Mm-hmm. And it's a very Republican state, correct? Yes, that's right. Uh, you just got back from Alabama a few days ago, yep. and what, what? Just let's just talk a little little bit about what you saw there. There are nine candidates running for the Republican nomination. Now, it, it, we're not trying to slight the Democrats here, but it is in a, a very Republican state. Uh, Nathan Gonzalez, our colleague at Inside Elections, is rated as a solid Republican state. Mm-hmm. Um, but so we're going to focus on them. Tell me about like the and, and mainly three candidates seem to be vying for you know trying to get the, get that nomination. Three the big biggest top tier contenders. Let's talk about those three. Yes. Uh, so the key that we're we're talking about three because if none none of them get more than fifty percent in the primary next week, then the top two advance the runoff. So everyone's kind of competing to be in the top two because at this point it doesn't look like anyone's going to get above 50. So the top three are Senator Strange, who was, as you mentioned, was appointed to the seat. Uh, Another top contender is Judge Roy Moore. He was the former chief justice for the Alabama Supreme Court. He uh, was actually twice removed from the bench over religious freedom issues, and he's very popular in Alabama because of that. Uh, the other top contender is Congressman Mo Brooks. He's a very conservative member of the House, one of the original members of the House Freedom Caucus. He came in in the 2010 wave, but has been in Alabama, Alabama politics for a little while. And Senator Strange also was a statewide office holder before. He was the attorney general. Right. There was a little bit of controversy concerning his appointment to the Senate. Let's talk about that real quick. That's right. Uh, that's something Congressman Brooks has brought up a little bit on the trail. Uh, so when uh, Senator Strange was appointed, he was appointed by Governor Robert Bentley, uh, Strange at the time had reportedly asked a, a House committee to stop investigating Bentley. And there were questions about Strange, whether Strange's office was investigating getting the governor. And then it came out uh, the governor eventually resigned because he uh, was charged with using government and campaign money to cover up an affair. So there are all these suspicions and questions about Strange's appointment. Was it a quid pro quo agreement? And Strange has dismissed those as like politics at its worst and, and not founded. But that's something that sort of has been an issue in this race as well. Now, uh, Senator Strange is getting some air cover from uh, the Senate majority leadership uh, um, and by the, the occupant of the White House right now, President Donald Trump. Let's talk a little bit about one, you know, just the support that he's gotten from a, a PAC that's associated with Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell. Mm-hmm. And then also what the role the White House has had lately. Yes. Uh, so the PAC you're referring to is the Senate Leadership Fund. They're aligned with McConnell. They have spent so far around $4 million on the primary race. They have budgeted $8 million uh, through the runoff, which is a lot of money in Alabama. Most of their fire at the beginning was focused on Brooks. Now they've really shifted to Moore, who sort of surged ahead in the polls and is looking to be potentially probably going to make the runoff. A lot of this race, too, has up until this week had been the candidates vying to say, I'm the strongest ally for President Donald Trump, who's very popular popular in the state, won the Republican primary there. Uh, but Trump has sort of surprisingly now weighed in in the final days before the primary 
Tuesday night, he tweeted that he was endorsing Senator Strange. And in talking to different people today about that endorsement, they one strategist I spoke to said the difference will be if the Strange campaign really jumps on this before the primary and if they get that out to voters through mail campaigns, ads, reminding people that he is Trump's candidate to try and mobilize some of those Trump supporters to get out to the polls. And and we are, you know, th- this is the only special election that we're dealing with right now. Earlier in the year, we had se- for several House special elections, mm-hmm. which, which uh, you know, we found a lot of interest. Some of them were happening at the same time. But this is really, this is kind of dominating. I mean, as uh, of course, we have this, you know, other news. We've got North Korea in the news and things like that. But this for political aspirants, this is the this is the big story, right? Yes, that's right. This is also really interesting in addition to the other special elections that have happened this year. This is very much about the Republican infighting and who is more of a Trump supporter, who's the establishment, who's the outsider, and, and all of those dynamics are at play here too. Now what seems dare I say it, strange is that uh, Luther Strange has been criticized for being too close to to Majority Leader McConnell, yes. uh, who, who's as you, as you noted, his uh, super PAC aligned with him has has provided some air cover for for Strange. Uh, Roy Moore and Mo Brooks have made this an issue. Roy Moore and Mo Brooks have both you know made drain the swamp and 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 McConnell sort of a a lot of subject of their ire in their advertising. Mm-hmm. I saw an ad uh, that referred to McConnell's slime machine from the from the, the Moore campaign. Uh, and yet the president seems to be aligning himself a little bit with McConnell, mm-hmm. which is odd because also we have a White House aide, Dan Scavino Jr., who has, uh, you know, criticized the, the majority leader just recently, just this morning, you know, uh, uh, saying that he you know can't deliver on his promises. Sean Hannity, who's also a close ally of the president, has, has told has said tweeted out McConnell should just retire because he, mm-hmm. he's lost touch, you know, with and he can't keep his promises. So this the dynamics are kind of complicated. Yeah, they are. And another kind of interesting factor is there are some pro-Trump groups that have endorsed Brooks, which adds to the confusion. Uh, there are also key Trump players in Alabama that endorse Strange. Uh, one of the co-chairs of his campaign endorsed him very early on. I spoke with him earlier today. His name is Perry Hooper. Uh, he said he had spoken with the White House previously asking them to endorse Strange in the race. And he believed the other co-chair did the same. So there's been all those different dynamics there, too. Now, when you were on the road, uh, you mm-hmm. went down there with our photo editor, Bill Clark, whose you know, images you know, illustrate your stories very well. They've anchored the front page of Roll Call. I encourage our listeners to read those stories on RollCall.com. Uh, let's talk about a little bit some of the places that you went and, and how these candidates are interacting with people. From your reporting, it seems that they're, the people who are they're being asked to vote are, are engaged in this race. Yes. Uh, so our first day there, we followed Congressman Mo Brooks around. He's doing a Drain the Swamp bus tour. Uh, And he's using actually the same bus that Trump used when he was down in Alabama for the 2016 campaign. And he uh, went around to different events. Some of them were people would come to a certain location to talk to him. Other points, these were mostly small towns in northern Alabama. Uh, He would go into the town and walk around into different shops and stores and things like that. Um, Some of the people that I spoke to and asked, like, what were your impressions of the congressman? A couple said that they really appreciated that he was coming to town and they said nobody else has come to talk to us and they appreciated how accessible he was as well. Uh, We went to a candidate forum in Chambers County uh, to see Judge Moore and a couple of the other candidates. And we also went to kind of a larger candidate forum in Shelby County that had Strange, Moore and Brooks all on the same stage, which was pretty rare at this point. And 
one of the interesting things I find about this is that the, this this level of engagement, people are saying they just they're glad that somebody they feel like they're being listened to. I mean, Trump went mm-hmm. down there during his campaign. There aren't too many competitive elections uh, in in Alabama, as we stated before. It's an overwhelmingly Republican state. The there is one Democrat in the congressional delegation, and 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 she, they've sort of shoehorned both Birmingham and Montgomery into her district, and so the the state sort of split off among other sort of Republicans in suburban and rural areas. But Jeff Sessions, he was elected unopposed, uh, you know, at, at one point. I mean. The, there aren't too many competitive races. So this is almost like a new dynamic down there. Yeah. And I think all of the ads was something that people were certainly frustrated with. Uh, Something we heard a lot on the campaign trail where people were sick of the negative ads and they just wanted it to end. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, this is sort of unique, especially for Alabama, just that, like you said, how contentious it is. And with with let's talk a little bit about more. I mean, at one point you, you, know, you wrote about this this episode where Moore pulled out uh, his wife's handgun yes. uh, at, at a forum. Talk about that. That was a really surprising moment. Uh, the one smaller Republican forum that we went to, there were probably maybe thirty people there, and the candidates were all sitting down in the audience as members of the audience asked questions. And this one woman asked about the Second Amendment. And one candidate said, like, I'm very strong for the Second Amendment. And Judge Moore said, we carry, mentioning his wife, and pulled her handgun out of her bag. And it was really fast, but everyone was kind of like, whoa, like that, that's unusual. <laughs> Don't get too many um, handguns pulled out at no, uh, candidate forums. No, but it uh, was just sort of indicative of of. Republicans trying to prove that they're the most conservative, they're the most principled, and it was just a really, yeah, a fascinating moment. So we have the we have the initial primary for both parties on August fifteenth. Mm-hmm. If if no one does um, get fifty percent plus one, when will when would that runoff be? That would be September twenty sixth, I believe. So and then we're looking weeks. at a general election December twelfth. December twelfth. So we've yep. got a little bit more time with Alabama. Yes, uh, uh, that will be paying a lot of attention. That's right. All right. Well. Thank you very much, Bridget, and uh, I, I really appreciate your uh, your coverage of this. I mean, the, the bird's eye view of it, and we'll leave it at that for the time being. Sounds good. I'm Jason Dick. Thank you for joining us. You can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, and on NPR One. Thank you for listening.